There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too, and you've found it. This is Talkin' Titans. Hello, everyone. We are Talkin' Titans here at the Tennessean right now. I'm joined by Titans beat writer Eric Bacharach. I'm Gentry Estes, sports columnist. How's it going, Gentry? It's going okay. It's a busy, busy time, I guess, for the uh, for the Titans. There's n- never a dull moment, really, but especially right now, there's really one topic for us as we talk Titans today, Because, and I think it's the same topic that uh, most of the NFL is talking when it comes to the Titans right now. Right. And that is uh, the fact that there's a new guy going forward. That's Ryan Tannehill. Mike Rabel spoke about that today, Wednesday, the fact that Tannehill... Uh, will be the starter this Sunday against the Chargers over Marcus Mariota. That's obviously a big development, not not just for this week, but for the long-term uh, implications there. It, it's a big decision, Gentry, and obviously means a lot going forward. First off, uh, Eric, you were out with the team. We're recording this on, on Wednesday afternoon, and, and the Titans have had practice already today. Already today. Vrabel spoke to the media, Tannehill did, so did uh, Marcus Mariota. Eric, from being out there with these guys, we, we've heard from those principal players, but how right. did the rest of the team respond to this? What do you think that the mood was with something that that could certainly, uh, I won't want to say unexpected, but it's a wrench into their season for sure. No one expected this six weeks in. Yeah, it's it's obviously a wrench. And for, for as you mentioned, the principal players, it's, it's a bit of an awkward situation anytime this happens when you know, you go from a certain dynamic, you know, playing it's, itself out through the first six weeks of the season and that kind of being turned on its head with, you know, Ryan Tannehill going from Mariota's backup to the opposite. You know, the Titans players, uh, the other guys in the locker room said pretty much what you would expect them to say just as far as nothing changes. We have a lot of faith in, in Tannehill. But it, it's also interesting just because Mariota is so beloved in that locker room. He's obviously got a a very loyal fan base um, outside the locker room too, but it'll be interesting to see just how much changes because they're, you know, they've got different skill sets. They're different players and, and the players on this Titans team, they, you know, they're two and four. They're still not out of things for how bad it's looked the past couple uh, weeks here, but this is a, a pretty drastic change and uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how things change going forward. And, uh, you know, it, it, when you look at the Titans' offense, it's just hard to imagine things being any worse than they've been the past couple of weeks, especially last week. So, you know, Mike Vrabel said this made was move with eyes on on creating some sort of spark. And I think that does this does do that. Uh, Tannehill is a different type of player than Mariota is. He's, you know, again, we were speaking off the air and I don't think this is a cure-all by any means. I I still think the Titans will move forward after this season looking for a new quarterback. But, you know, for for the present moment, Tannehill is a a starter in this league for being, even for being brought in as a backup. And, you know, I think there's, you could kind of rely on him for for a certain amount of either production or, you know, I, I would just say his, his floor is relatively high in terms of what to expect from him. His ceiling might not be that high, but his floor is also pretty high. So, you know, I, I think, again, I don't think things could get much worse offensively than they have been here last week in, in pretty much the entire season. We'll get back to Tannehill in a minute. And I, I did agree with, with the decision to do this and to make him the starter. I think the Titans are doing the right thing for to, to try to get their season back on track. But when it comes to, to Mariota now... There, there was so much of a question mark going into this season about his future. This was, as I've written, kind of the elephant in the room, really, for this whole team. 
and I think we all expected it could be a, a tough decision for the Titans, but you wouldn't have expected that decision to be made on the fly in Denver in a situation like Sunday. But at the time, it felt inevitable. It felt like they had to do it. Um, and I always thought this was going to be such a tough decision for that organization with with knowing what to do with him long term because he was a good enough player to justify his 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 existence as a starter for so long. But he never could quite get to that next level, and and you wonder how much patience you're going to have. And I, I think it was something that they were waiting to see, just like everybody else. I, I think Marcus was going to to make that decision for them. And I think he has now. Do you? I do. And, you know, I think it was the right move to to bench him in that game. I think you had to do that just to try and get some sort of pulse offensively. And I think after doing that, it would have been hard to, to go back to Mariotis. I, I think this was the right move. I think it's it's the best move for both parties, honestly. I think Mariota is going to be better off without the Titans, and the Titans will be better off. I, I just don't think it's it's quite the right fit at this point. And, you know, just, just going forward, the conversation here in Nashville has, has kind of been all about where to point the finger, who's to blame. And the, the, to me, the truth of the matter is it's it's not on, you know, one side definitively. It's not all Mariota's fault or it's it's not all the Titans' fault. I think everybody in this is is has to take some of the blame from you know, the Titans with, with how they've tried to help Mariota, I think they've they've could have given him more. I think he deserved more. You know, even going into this season, the goal this offseason was to sort of do everything they could to surround him with weapons, with talent, you know, just to ensure that there were, wasn't any more excuses this year with, with it being his contract season. And, uh, you know, to, to John Robinson's credit, it looked, it appeared, you know, when he made the moves that they were good moves for Mariota, bringing in Roger Saffold at left guard signing Adam Humphreys, uh, who, you know, his skill set as a slot receiver kind of seemed like the perfect guy for Mariota. You bring in A.J. Brown as a second-round pick. You bring in Nate Davis to play right guard in the third round. All of those moves on the surface seemed like they, they could work. And and really, except for A.J. Brown, they, they haven't panned out as expected. So, you know, that's that's on John Robinson. There's, there's blame to go around. You know, you look at just the fact that Mariota's had three head coaches, four offensive coordinators, and, and you know this being his fifth season, continuity's been a problem. Um, and so you, they hire, promote Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator, to to sort of give him that at least that familiarity year to year. And and Arthur Smith hasn't done a great job calling plays. So I, I think they're, they're, it's sort of a layered, a very deep and layered problem uh, as far as why it hasn't worked out. And Mariota himself certainly, to me, is not not an innocent victim in this at all. You know, we saw a couple of really bad throws uh, against the Broncos and it was just horrible. It's just a horrible performance. Yeah, it, it was it was an objectively bad performance. You know, you could say what you want about him through the first 6 weeks of the season and you know, he was mistake free through that. He he certainly wasn't against the Broncos and there was also you know, aside from the bad throws, there there was a number of instances where I thought he sort of pulled out of the pocket way too quick and and Honestly, a lot of that probably goes back to the fact that his his trust in the offensive line understandably isn't that high. You know, he just kind of has that clock in his head that this line probably won't hold up and it's time for me to make a move and make something happen. So there's a lot of sort of things in play that have led to this. But here we are and, and think everyone's sort of better off with the way things played out as far as Marcus now being the backup. I mean, obviously not throwing interceptions is a good thing. But I think when you see the fact that he hadn't done that this year, in addition to the fact that there were pass protection issues, 
it speaks to a quarterback that's overly tentative mm. and, and not, isn't trusting what he's seeing. He's not – we've discussed on this podcast before, it's almost like guys had to be wide open for him to want to throw it, and that's just not going to happen in the NFL. And if you watch Mariota play from a few years ago, he was not that. He was not what he has become now, which is a quarterback that, to be honest, looks like he's afraid to make a mistake. Yeah, and I, I think – I think objectively there's been a regression from the early part of his career until now. I think that that's part of, of what's gone on around him. And, you know, again, he's, as you kind of just alluded to, he's very much to blame. But, you know, I, I just think anybody behind the Titans offensive line right now would, would not be great. Anybody trying to throw to the receivers that they have, they're just struggling to get separation, struggling to get open, um, you know, for, for how much Mariota could do to sort of deal with that and, and find guys even when they're not, you know, have, have yards of separation. I think a lot is on them too. I think a lot is on Arthur Smith. I just think this offense, you know, you want to plug in Ryan Tannehill and see if he could give you that spark. That's fine. But I just think these problems are layered. It's, it's, it's truly not one person that's going to make a difference. Um, so we'll see, uh, you know, if things change with, with Ryan Tannehill under center, but I think the, this offense's problems are so deeply rooted that it's, it's hard to find a fix for it, honestly. I would have to agree with that. I think given what we've seen the last couple of weeks, I, and no, I agree with you that, that I don't think Ryan Tannehill is, is a cure-all by any means to this. Don't think he can be a lot worse than what we've seen. And I, I think he, he has proven himself as an NFL starter before. People don't realize, I mean, he... I think it was 88 games. He had started every game that he'd right. been in before he got to Tennessee this season. And, and I mean, that's that's a lot of games. That's a lot of experience. And I get, that's a lot more than you're going to see in almost every other backup in the league. You feel like the Titans don't bring him here to have him sit there on the sideline all year. You just never felt that way. When you bring in a, a quarterback with that much experience, I think everyone assumed right off the bat there's going to be competition. Well, there really wasn't. I mean, they had Mariota kind of locked in as the guy. Tannehill is just kind of sitting there. I do think the Titans, and this is why I, I thought it was the right move to, to start him this week. If Marcus is your guy, okay, until he's not. Well, we reached a point Sunday where he's not. Yeah, and you know you're right. There, there wasn't, you know, for for all the sort of national noise, outside noise, there there wasn't a competition this off season as far as Tannehill and Mario. That just it didn't make any sense because you're paying, you know, one guy twenty million and you're paying another guy not not that number um and and this is a guy that you're trying to evaluate see if he has a future with the team there wasn't a competition but he was brought in to be sort of a a a safety net for a guy in Mariota that has yet to make it through an entire season due to health reasons and also in the event that things kind of just spiraled horribly out of control as they have here so it is good to have who I thought was the is the top backup in the league. Now he's starting. I think Dan Hill is a legitimate start in this league. Honestly, to that point though, I I, I think Mariota still has a place in this league as a starter if he can find the too. right spot. I do too. Uh, you know, I think he could be this Alex Smith type player if he goes to another team, finds the right fit. Which again, to me, is why I, I think this is the best move for both sides. I think I, I think the Titans could have done more for Mariota as, as he could have done more for them. And I think he's better off somewhere else. One thing from going back to the game on on Sunday that where things broke down completely and, and beyond Mariota's performance, which which was obviously very poor. One what the Broncos did, the Broncos did something to the Titans' offense that nobody else had been able to do, which is completely stuff Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. He got nothing going in that game, and, and Derrick Henry, I think, had run for seventy something yards in every game to this point. Which, given how little they were contributing in the passing game in some of those. 
and the fact that teams were gearing up to stop him, the fact that he was still Pretty able impressive. to do that mm-hmm. was one of the more impressive aspects of the season, I mm-hmm. think. Broncos stopped that. And I think you saw when that happened how little chance the Titans have if Derrick Henry doesn't get going. I think they were built so much to get him going on the uh, getting the running game going and then build off the play action that it was alarming to see the extent to which they were just completely helpless sure. when, when that didn't happen. I think that's part of the reason why you have to change things up now because you you can't have that happen. I don't care how good your defense is playing. And I, and I wrote this. I think the Titans owe it to their defense, if no one else, to put another quarterback in there and see what happens. Yeah, I think I, I think the defense deserves that. I, I just I don't think how can it get any worse than it than it's been. I think Tannehill is. He gave him no choice. He right. Really did. He, he he didn't. And Tannehill should be able to generate. They're going to score this week. You would have to think even though they've scored just seven points in the last 10 quarters. You know, we saw some signs, and and obviously the the Broncos were playing a bit conservative down the stretch there with with Tannehill in the second half. But, you know, he still completed, I think it was 13 of his first 15 passes. And, again, the Broncos were kind of – He didn't look overmatched. Right, he didn't look overmatched, and uh, he was completing passes. He was moving the ball a little bit, which, again, is is something that the – Titans offense under Mariota just didn't do it all against the Broncos. Um, and, and so you would think that uh, you could only go up from here. You would have to think so. And and I still would say, I mean, we say it's, the Titans are two and four. It's, it's obviously trending the wrong direction, but that defense is really good. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've said all along, if they can just be, be respectable, capable offensively, they have a chance to beat almost anybody they play because their defense is not going to let the other team score enough to get loose. And that gives you some hope if you're a Titans fan, I think. As bad as it was on Sunday, this is still a team that can win games because its defense is one of the better ones in the league. I believe that all season. And they've really done nothing to to prove otherwise. Mm-hmm. The difference in the games they've won have been when the offense showed up and made plays. Yeah, and, and so I think... You know, with Tannehill, all all he really has to do is is be adequate because then you you get you get the run game going with Eric Henry. You have that defense. You have Brett Kern flipping the field. Uh, you know, you have Ryan Suckup coming back in a couple of weeks. You have Jeffrey Simmons practicing now, waiting in the wings. You know, I, I think the season isn't lost. It, to me, honestly, the bigger issue than than even quarterback is the offensive yeah, line. Yeah, it, so. it it all goes back to that. He was sacked four times. Tannehill was. Yeah, in in less than two full quarters played. So those issues are honestly more alarming and and the quarterback conversation rightfully so saturates the conversation but you know that offensive line has to get it together um how much of it though do you think was was Mariota being indecisive not knowing where he was going with the ball holding on too long trying to make something happen and then just running out of time back there I mean I think a lot of it's on the quarterback there was there was one play last week against the Broncos where they brought two pass rushers and he had an open, like a clean pocket and, and something went off where his head where he won't cut it loose. Right. And he, he kind of runs out of the pocket and almost runs himself into his sack when they've got two pass rushers. He just, the awareness there wasn't great. That's um, what I think stops now. I think they have a quarterback that's a little more decisive pre-snap. Right. 
you might see some more interceptions, but you're going to see some more chances down the field, and that had to happen. It has to happen. And again, it, it'll depend on what the offensive line can hold up. I think a lot of it is that they've played, you know, not well at all. I think a lot of it is also you have to put some of it on the receivers that have struggled to get open. And he, and, he doesn't trust it. Mariota doesn't trust that. And and maybe maybe that's deserved. Maybe the receivers. Sh- he knows that Corey Davis isn't going to make him a, make that play when he gives him a chance to. But you need to start giving him a chance to. Mm-hmm. They're not giving AJ Brown has been promising enough. You need to give him a chance. You need to get Adam Humphreys going over the middle. You know, give him a few catches. Let him get into the flow of the game. Same for Delaney Walker. They're not giving any of these guys a chance down mm-hmm. the field right now. And you're not going to win many games, you know, without that. So that's that's kind of my two cents on it. But I agree with you. The O line has to has to be able to hold up. It's got to be better. And and you would think. You know, with with Taylor Lewan, we'll see. Uh, Jack Conklin was on the injury report today, Wednesday, so we'll see if if he's any better. Nate Davis hasn't been great, you know, playing in. I think this was this past game was his either his second or third game. He's a rookie, so he's got a long way to go. I think these the offensive line issues are, are the most concerning thing. But I, I think with Ryan Tannehill back there, you've got a reliable quarterback who should give you know a bunch of playmakers in this offense a chance. And as long as you're doing that, that should open up the run game. You've got that strong defense. It, it's it's a recipe for something better than what we've what we've seen so far. All right. Well, that does it for this edition of uh, Talking Titans. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already. Remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Please drop us a review and a rating while you're at it. For Eric Bacharach, I'm Gentry Estes, and we'll see you next time. Talkin' Titans hosts each Thursday at Tennessean.com. You can also subscribe to Talkin' Titans for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. Talkin' Titans is a production of the Tennessean.